You can count on one hand you can count <laughs> the on. reasons that Tony is happy about You can this. count on one pinky finger the number of players that I am actually happy is getting denied by the NCAA. Yeah. You can count on one hand, and there's four reasons. There yeah. are four reasons. <laughs> and Cade Mace's dad can count them. So um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's, it's almost like Junior being back in the SEC. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you were listening to episode 238 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This was a fun episode to record with my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. If you think about it, many of our past shows, you could probably hear the frustrations in our voices or sense the hand-wringing about whether or not college football will be played in the SEC this year. Now, granted, Georgia and its fellow SEC member schools are still a few weeks out from taking the field, and there are still many COVID-related hurdles, setbacks, and potential roadblocks that could cause delay or worse. And we addressed those at the beginning of the show. But all in all, it's a positive episode. For 90 minutes, the three of us were able to talk about actual football, look forward at what the matchups for Georgia versus Arkansas will be, and you'll be able to tell by the end of the show we were ready to get to some actual official pregame podcast episodes. So thanks for tuning us in. And while you're here, make sure to subscribe via Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcasts as we get ready to jump into our two-show-a-week format once Georgia kicks off the season. Hope you enjoy the show. Here's Tony to get it all started. So guys, we had football last week, and I don't know if you know, we are now all University of Central Arkansas stands. They're playing tonight. They're playing again tonight. I think they're playing Friday. <laughs> I, th- I saw the story today and uh, about how Central Arkansas went to Birmingham uh-huh. directly yeah. after their game and have been there the entire time. Yeah. UAB is paying paying yeah. for that. Right. Yeah, I saw I saw something about that maybe three weeks ago that that was the plan. Um, no, you, Central Arkansas is FCS. Yeah. So it's, it's like they, a it's like a part of their package of playing like a. Well, money game. their conference said we're not playing until the spring, and they're like, um, "Yeah, we will have to close the university, and we're not doing that." Yeah. And actually, I think it was Mizzou. We're going to give them like four hundred thousand dollars. Well, they patched together like way more money, maybe oh, way more money, maybe another hundred thousand more. Basically, playing a barnstorming tour of Alabama. I don't. I assume they're going to play Auburn at some point. They're, I think they're does. playing home and home games this this year. Yeah, I think they have two home and homes: Eastern Kentucky and maybe Missouri State. Missouri State. Does that that sounds right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who opens with Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking <laughs> Next of real football, week. Um, but we do have real football this weekend. Um, it's weird. I still feel like it's. It weird. is. It is weird. I agree with that. Um, I, the other part about it that is, um, you know, it's funny. Will you you made the? I, I walked up uh, and kind of what what started our prior conversation was. I walked up and talked about. Um, Tony was being very friendly and nice and normal, and I was like, "Hello, person who seems happy. Allow well, me to bite your head off." For normal, doing that. normal wasn't the right way of putting it, but uh, <laughs> but I just basically talked about my daughter playing softball yeah. and my older kids practicing band because Oconee plays North Oconee tomorrow night in high school football. Um, and it it feels on one hand it does feel surreal to say that out, out loud. Yeah, if you had, I mean, considering what we have been through for five months. And when I say we've been through, I mean, like my, my grandparents were raising kids in the Depression. So in the grand scheme of things, this is not that bad. Uh, you know, and, and It's they, still a once every 100 years. Right, and they, were, and they were actually born immediately <laughs> right. before the World War I right. and the, the Spanish flu that killed 100 million people. Right. 
So, you know, I don't, I don't say that to downplay the situation we've been. I'm just yeah. making sure that I, I don't want anybody to think I'm comparing right. my life to what's bad. Right. 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 It still feels surreal to talk about watching high school football. It felt surreal watching college football last Saturday. Yeah, it's amazing how many people watched it and were tweeting about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, two teams that nobody cares about. Well, I mean, they do not, this year. Not those of us that are, have been long-term University of Central Arkansas Bear <laughs> fans. Um, Scotty Pippen's yes, Scotty Pippen's alma mater. Well, we all knew that. Um, but having said all of that, it um, it's going to feel weird to have something approaching a, a Saturday of football this week, and then next week when the ACC and, 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 and Big Big Twelve starts up next week too, Big right? 12th, yeah, um, that's going to be super weird, right? Because at that point. Fox is going to start their coverage. They're the big noon, big, big noon Saturdays on the table. ESPN has a full slate. Um, I mean, there's. I mean, it's just it's just going to be it's going to be it's going to be fun for fun for those of us that are college football fans. But it's hard to deny that. In the same way that it was unique to watch the baseball game start up in empty stadiums, it's going to be unique to watch college football start up in. Empty or mostly empty stadiums. Yeah. Um, for the record, we could have gone to the UAB game tonight if we wanted to. Yeah, for twenty bucks, right? Twenty bucks. Uh, we'll they, I mean, they're not, they have. Are they not limited on tickets? I mean, uh, I think it's slightly smaller. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're at Legion Field. At Legion Field, yeah. like hundred thousand people. The great lady. Yeah, yeah the great lady. I think they can probably just do what they ordinarily do there, which is have about ten thousand people, sure. hundred thousand feet. Yeah, yeah, even for the Birmingham Bowl. Right. right. Yeah. When but, South Carolina plays in it. Yeah. Uh, and a couple things on that. One, like again, uh, uh, to to touch on at least our earlier conversation, the idea that Clark Central is playing football when my children, my first and third grader, can't go to class, is a difficult thing for me to wrap my mind around. I will be honest. Yeah, they're with you. playing Cedar Shoals this yeah, weekend. It is, uh, it, and they're on the road because their, their field is also under. They're doing yeah. construction on their field right now, so like their first four games are on the road anyway. It is. It, I mean, I just. It is. I mean, if you just take a step back from it. And think, wait, so Clark Central is playing football, but my first grader can't go to class. I mean, that's really messed up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's extremely messed up. And I know everybody loves football down here. I also love football. I actually am a co-host of a podcast that talks about football. Where? Like, I'm a big <laughs> fan of football. Uh, but uh, it is a hard thing to wrap your mind around, yeah. uh, to be entirely honest. But and, you also have touched on why. I think most colleges are at least making a go. At least those that want to play football or are trying to play football are making a go of coming back in person. I've long been an advocate that um, the the safest, uh, and I've said this since the spring, the safest way for to have a the best way to make sure you have a college football season is don't let students come back and create a bubble for your players. Obviously, there are way other considerations. There are a lot more considerations for that. I think if that were like something you could really do, the Big Ten would be playing football, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, right. North Carolina's uh, doing it, aren't they? Um. Yeah. Yes, and no. Kind of makeshift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there is. There is. They're saying the North Carolina students will be back at some point. Um, I'm winking for for an audio minute. Um. So, I, you know, but there are other considerations within that, and I'm I'm glad I am not the one that has to make those decisions. Yeah. Right. And and I do think that one. Sorry. Finish up. No, I was about to that. say. So, you know, I think it is. Uh, I think it is important to know when you think about some of these cultural uh, the high school football games. I mean. You know, they. This is a game. Ordinarily, would have six thousand people at it. There's going to be a thousand people at it. Um, it's going to be sold out, obviously. Um, the bands are sitting on each end of the end zones and will not interact. Um, 
I still am not quite sure how you enforce social distancing in a high school football stadium. I don't know that you, you will, um, frankly. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time, and and uh, I, I am on one hand I am going to be happy to be doing something quote unquote normal. On the other, it's going to be extraordinarily weird to be doing something quote unquote normal. I mean, I'm working the concession stand. I'm going to have a mask on. I'm in, I'm actually I don't know what I don't know what it's called, but I'm in charge of wiping down like <laughs> the hot dogs. What? No, I'm wiping down the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the hot dogs are going to be super sanitary. Uh, Lick the COVID off the hot. Yeah, dogs. Well, I mean, deliver them that's the thing that gets it off. Uh, <laughs> I have to taste each one individually. So. Um, I'm not licking the hot dogs, guys. <laughs> yeah, boy, did we just sell a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is also not lost on me that, um, I mean, Malcolm Bridge and Oconee County Middle School played today, and uh, Malcolm Bridge won big, and Oconee had a lot of players out. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I don't know what that's going to look like for high school football. College Which football might be a good segue into college football yeah. because well, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about was kind of my piece this week, which yeah. is I think we need to be upfront about what we're talking about when we're talking about college football being played. Yeah, and and that doesn't I'm not saying that like I'm I'm going to watch these games. Uh, I will probably catch the end of the UAB game when I when I get home tonight. Like absolutely, like I will be watching these games. And and but I really think we should be upfront about this. And I wrote a piece for New York Magazine, kind of detailing something very strange that happened in that first Central Arkansas <laughs> Austin P game. In that, if you watched that game, you may have noticed <laughs> that every single time that Austin P tried to do a punt, the long snapper sent the ball way, way over there to the point that they stopped punting altogether right. because they did not have the long snapper. So, yeah, it's the question, like, wait, what, what do, do, they, do they only have one long snapper? Why don't they? They were that, On Tuesday, Central Arc, excuse me, Austin P released a three deep, uh, their depth chart that went three deep at long snapper. Three deep at long snapper. I have a question, Will. Yes. How many of those players made the trip? Uh, none of them, uh, because uh, it's, it's uh, somehow whatever something happened on Wednesday turned out to be the day they tested for COVID. But maybe it was something else, as I mentioned in the piece. Maybe people, there's just a sniper in in Northern <laughs> Tennessee that's taking out long snappers. Um, but more likely, it is that um, the guy that snapped was a linebacker who had never long snapped in his entire life, and. Clearly, he had not. It's an he, art because he was. And I, 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 you certainly have appreciation for long snappers, right. but clearly, again, unless there's that sniper, there were uh, not. Uh, there were either long snappers who had COVID or had contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID. And what what I found interesting about that was a couple of things. And for the record, it was not just the long snappers. There were actually yeah, several. Others, yeah. There were several Austin. Uh, there were several Austin P players. Uh, m- at least more than three because there was a long snapper. I, there's no exact number because, again, they're not releasing information. But there were all an unusually high number of people on that depth chart that did not make that did not play and did not and kind of innocently. So, generally speaking, uh, Zachary Benny is the uh, is a uh, epidemiologist that writes about the NFL for Football Outsiders, and he's talked and he's been very active on Twitter and talking about like what constitutes an outbreak and when you should stop games. And he said, if you have three to five positive tests on the team, you should not play the next game. Um, so, so, uh, Austin Peay got around that by not actually telling anyone if they've had any positive tests. But it is worth looking at what uh, the example I use is, uh, here comes a Cardinal reference on the podcast. But when the Cardinals had, the reason the Cardinals had their outbreak 
was not because everybody on the same t- on the team got COVID or everybody went out to some party. The casino thing was not true. Like there was no there was no thing that happened. What happened is one person got it, got into the and got around the team and gave it to four or five other players. They did what they were supposed to do. They quarantined those players. They contact traced, and they did. They followed the protocols of Major League Baseball. So they sat out three days, tested every day for three straight days, and then once everyone kept testing negative, they were like, "Great, we can go play." And so they all got on a plane and flew. And what happened? Two people tested positive that 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 had tested negative three days before, which started another outbreak, which is why they were out for two weeks, which is why specifically baseball changed it. And the NFL has also done this, and obviously the NBA, and they're in a different situation, is, as Zachary Benny wrote, if you have three to five positive tests on a Wednesday, it's going to take you a week before you know before you know that you don't have an outbreak. And it's just those three to five guys or however many it is. It's going to take you a week to do that. Obviously, you cannot play college football in that environment. You can't play college football in an environment where if every Wednesday, if three to five players on a 60, 70 player plus team test positive, you can't play on Saturday, which would seem to eliminate the possibility of playing college football altogether. However, college football has found a way around this. <laughs> and the way around that they found is, A, there's no player representation. Nobody speaks to the players at all. And, B, you don't actually have to release any of the information about who has COVID at all. You can just say, oh, it just turns out our long snappers are all just gone this game. What? Oh, no. We've been, Bob's been working as a long snapper. He's clearly got some work to do. <laughs> but clearly we, this was the guy we wanted all along. <laughs> And so, uh, and, it, and listen, there's good news in this. No Central Arkansas players appear to have tested positive mm-hmm. out of that game, which is excellent news. So it does, it does seem to imply that there was not a massive spread on the team and did not spread it, which is good news. But that is just lucky. <laughs> like with the idea that we knew, like they had no idea that was going to be the case. This trend now that clearly college football teams are doing, of if they have, the, 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 there was a great story in Sports Illustrated uh, by Rob Mellinger, is his name? Rob Mellinger, whatever the guy's name that is. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and we're talking, talking to a bunch of coaches about how you're going to handle COVID. But the, way, the angle of it was not, hey, what are we going to do if we have an outbreak? It's a, how many guys do we need to play a game? Mm-hmm. Which is a really, really weird way to look at it. Like, it, like, it, like that's not like the, I guarantee the NFL is not going to do it that way. The NFL, like, if the NFL has three to five positive tests on their team, they will not play Sunday. They won't. And why do you think that is? Because they have a union and they have people speaking up for the players. And that's not the case in college football. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch these games. I'm not going to say that there is something wrong with you if you're not watching this game. But uh, if you watch this game, because I'm watching them, and well, there's a lot wrong with me. But uh, uh, certainly in this regard. Uh, but, like, don't kid yourself. Like, the reason that people didn't think they should play college football this year was if you followed the protocols of what you should do to play college football, it's nearly impossible to do. What they have decided is damn the torpedoes were going forward. Now, that, that's, that we can argue. There are going to people, people say these guys are healthy. These guys are fine. If they get it, they'll, it'll go through their system and they'll keep playing. That's clearly a lot of people's view on this. That's... I disagree with that view, but whatever. That's I get it. Like I understand that concept. But let's not kid ourselves. The reason that college football is going is because players have no representation. And at a certain level, if I were a central, if I were the parent of a central Arkansas player, and the team that my my my, te- my son's team was about to play may have had an outbreak, but won't tell me. I don't know. There's just a bunch of players that may have had contact with people that tested positive three days ago, and now we're all playing in the field. I kind of feel like I would want that information. 
Apparently, we've all decided that college football is more important than that information. And maybe it is. We are on a college football podcast. So may, we have, may have all decided that it is more important than that. Or that the risk outweigh, uh, the, the rewards outweigh the risk. That is possible. And I, uh, whatever side you come out of that, uh, you're, not, you're getting no judgment from me. But I think it portrays trouble because eventually there is going to be an outbreak. Like there, there could have been an outbreak on that Austin P. There's been one game, by the way, <laughs> yeah. and there could have been an outbreak on that Austin P. Team. We don't know. It doesn't look like there was, but it could have been. There could have been one. The eventually the odds are going to strike out against you, and yeah, uh, especially with 76 teams playing in the FBS alone. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I think that that is good to see what Central Arkansas did. For the UAB game, where they all went. Like, I have no doubt that people are going to take every precaution that they can within the context. But I also have no doubt that if Georgia and Alabama are about to play, and on Wednesday, the wide receiver crew of Alabama has an outbreak, we're just going to all of a sudden on Saturday look and like, hey, those guys aren't there, and we're just going to treat it like they all just pulled their hamstrings. And they didn't. (laughs) They didn't. uh, I'm not sure we'll treat it that way, I, but but uh, you, Nick Saban will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nick Saban will, and and there and the, this is my last note on this. Maybe I don't know. Nick Saban has shown some surprising things. This is my last. It is. And I, he's actually been a little more. I, my ongoing joke is that Nick Saban is actually the good guy, and Dabo Sweeney is the bad guy. This has been my joke for a long time. We all spent all that national not good guy, bad guy. I mean, in their games, sure. For a long time, Dabo was taking down that bad Saban, and now. Yeah, uh, I think I most like people were rooting against Clemson last year. Last year, but yeah. not initially. Not initially. True. And um, but anyway, so I'll close on this last thing, and then, then I will promise to move on with it. But like, remember when everyone was like, you know what, mass up. If we're going to have college football this year, mass up. Coaches did it. Everybody did mask up. We got to get to the point where college football can happen. We got to get these numbers down. We got to get these things back to normal. We got to get our campuses clear so we can have college football. They have not gotten their numbers clear. <laughs> they have not. The situation is worse than when they talked about that, particularly here in Athens. And they're still playing. Now, we can argue whether we can debate whether they, they should or they shouldn't. But I would argue it makes a lot of that feel a little hollow. The idea that, like, you know what? They were just going to play anyway. They were just going to play anyway. And this goes back to the original thought. I had this joke with a uh, that was a joke that they had with a, uh, with, a, with a donor, a friend of mine that's a donor here. He said, listen, if we have to put out a bunch of philosophy grad students in Georgia uniforms, there will be college football this year. And he was right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was right. And, uh, and, I, and, that, and that is fine. I'm going to watch these games. I'm going to get excited. But don't kid yourself that, like, Everything. Hey, it all worked out. Well, and it the, didn't. They're just playing anyway. There's a chance that out of the 14 teams in the SEC, you might have a St. Louis Cardinals type team that only has plays three games or four games because of they can't I mean, get over it. Possible, but right now I would argue the precedent is already being set. That like again, that's what was so crazy about the Sports Illustrated story. The story did not have the wow. If we lose like seven players, we can't play. It was wait, how do we get a players good enough to replace them to actually be competitive? That's scary to me, and I think speaks to what a lot of people have a problem with about college football, which is the players. Like, like players don't have a voice and don't have any autonomy and speaks to, frankly, maybe the real reason the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceled their season was not this weird heart disease that no one in the NFL seems to have seen any source of in any of their testing, but somehow the Big Ten are the one people that have seen this 
My my Mario Kart is a possible thing that could happen. Right. But that Penn State thing about yeah, like forty percent, uh uh. Like yeah. there's there's well, been, I mean the myocarditis is something that happens with every viral infection. Yeah, right. yeah or no it one, could. No it one's could. saying yeah. it's it's like a yeah. good thing right. or like it's not real. But the idea that like wow, forty to forty five percent, like that's not been the case in any other aspect testing thing at all. Yeah, it's like what's the control group? Yeah. Right. With that? Um Speaking anyway. speaking of philosophy graduate students, Jamie Newman has decided to sit out the season. <laughs> That's oh, a good yeah. segue. How yeah. to do there? That's okay. Yeah. What What do you guys like? Put aside um, what Georgia does. What do you think about the decision, the reaction to it, the context, and even uh, the the fan reaction to it? I think we might have seen just because this is this is, seems like it was bubbling. Especially you know Newman transfers here, everybody's excited, and then like a month later, JT Daniels, five star recruit, you know, coming off a knee injury, transfers here. I think we just avoided. And hey, first I'll say, hey Jamie Newman, he made the best decision for him, and good for him. I would never speak ill of him because you know, I mean, if he's my son, and I'm saying like, hey, you might be a fourth round pick and get a nine hundred thousand uh, dollar salary, great. But I think what we saved ourselves uh, as Georgia fans is another 2018 where it's Fields and Fromm and nobody can kind of figure out who's QB1 and QB2 feels like he's pushing behind him. Maybe that's what we're avoiding because now you've clearly got Daniels, Mathis, Beck, and then Bennett. And then Nathan Priestley. I almost called him Jason Priestley, Hmm. the walk-on. No relations. Yeah. By the way, he's wearing number 24, which I think is amazing, a quarterback wearing number 24. So that's my personal thing. Kobe, never forget. forget. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's why he's from L.A. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Um, cool. So on on one hand, I um, I think I do not – first off, I think there is a – a lot of people that want to latch on to to, uh, the writer that went on Fine Bomb four minutes later and said – on quote unquote, it was a direct quote. He, he got beat out, right? I, I mean, to be fair, that writer is the only one that has said anything remotely like that. Um, so, including the people that are very close it, to the program, right? Including people <laughs> very close to the program, right? Um, so, I mean, however you want to frame it, I, I agree with Scott that I think he made the best decision he felt like he could make, regardless of whether or not he felt like he was not was not you know was getting beat out, whatever it was. Um, I think Georgia fans acted typically, and I'm not. If you're listening to this and you did not react this way, I'm not talking about <laughs> you. I am talking about those of you that's like, "Oh, he sucked anyway." Yeah, um, which is the, the most Georgia reaction to <laughs> someone leaving the program, right? My, he wasn't a real my dog. father even commented on this. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, I thought everybody loved that guy." Well, we, I mean, he was a Heisman <laughs> Trophy finalist until uh, until yesterday afternoon about behind three, Kyle Trask, forty six, and then he suddenly became trash. Um, so, I, I mean. The thing about it is, like, would it have been better for him to, uh, for for Georgia as a program, for him to not leave? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, because he's probably the one that has had the most time with Monken. Um, would it have? Am I glad that he made that decision now rather than September twentieth? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you would also rather have made it a month ago. Well, sure, but he, I mean, maybe a month ago it wasn't a decision he was thinking about. I mean, well, maybe a month ago he'd not just gotten a release that they had 129 people at And that's altogether possible. Right. It's altogether possible. I, I mean, it literally think, happened that day. I also think you can't <laughs> discount Sage Sherratt, uh, Sage Sherratt, who was the wide receiver at Wake Forest, deciding to set out the season. They Friends were really, them? really close. Okay. Um, I, my guess is, is that there was some sort of conversation between the two of them. I can't say that. Could for he be eligible next year? 
Well, I mean, he doesn't lose eligibility, but he's going to go. He'll be in the NFL next year, right? I mean, I think, I think he, he I think his. He's going to go with the tape from Wake Forest. He's going to tape from Wake Forest. He'll go the. He'll go the combine. <laughs> I would argue he may have boosted his status by being at Georgia for a little bit. In all honesty, yeah, of like, oh sure, like, yeah. I, I, the no, idea yeah. that Georgia no, wanted he got, him. He got six months of good great pub. Yeah, oh, right? no question. So no question. Um, yo, know, but there is also and whatever great pub is nothing when you get in the combine. Uh, ask Jake Fromm about that. Yeah, but uh, well, that, that's right. not, not all pubs are great pub. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, there is also a possibility that Scott, what you said, comes about. Right? He comes out as a starter, either doesn't do great or does fine, but Daniel passes him. Mathis passes him. Somebody passes him, and then suddenly you've come to it's Georgia, awkward. and you are now the backup punter for USC. Um, but again, you know, I I tend to take a more what was he logically thinking? To, forget being beat out. I do not think he was like no. I, I, the, no quarterbacks don't think they're getting beat out. Yeah, and frankly, other than your what, like that's not well, Mike more. Griffith reported that there could have been a disconnect with Munkin. Well, Mike, Mike Griffith reports lots of things. Yeah, so. I, I'm just saying. I, that like, I don't have that access, so mo- maybe yes, it's true. but a lot of people have that access as well, and nobody else is saying that. In fact, they're quite quite definitively. They're not saying that like Newman had won the job, but the idea that he had been beaten by someone that hasn't even been cleared yet yeah. strikes me as pretty unlikely. And 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 if it's true, it's not Daniel, guys. It's one of the other ones. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, Dwan Mathis. Yeah. potentially. I mean Mathis. Yeah. I mean, look, Stetson Bennett. Yeah. If you're looking for a mobile quarterback. But so. it, it's also worth like think of, I mean, th- look at Newman's reasoning here. I mean, like, no, 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 Considering, yeah. and then you see this, and you're like, you know what? I don't actually have to play this year. <laughs> well, maybe he saw Dominic Blaylock tear his knee again yeah. and think. Yeah, that- I mean, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why you come back. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why you play, right? Because you do get. He comes and has a good season at Georgia. He improves his threshold. Sure, he has a great season at Georgia. He's he the number becomes three. Joe Burrow. He, he's the number three. He's the number three quarterback in the draft. Boy, it kind of sounds like the kind of uh, thing we were talking about with Jake Fromm when he made his decision of what he well, was going to do. Well, it does, do. doesn't it? <laughs> uh, by the way, there's a lot of Florida uh, Florida blog bros right now who are like, yeah. oh, yeah, Kirby didn't run off another quarterback, ain't he? Yeah. Um, but, but that's fine. You, yeah, everybody frames, puts the horizon where they want it, it to is, be. I, I, I knew we were in uh, QAnon territory when uh, when Justin Fields being at practice. Yeah. We're just going to be a practice. Do, by the way. Yeah, by the that way. is QAnon territory. Right? By the way, um, there are some routers that danced around this. Um, I would say this directly to Mike, to Mike Griffith if he were to actually talk to me. Bro, come on. Yeah, seriously. Dude, seriously, put the dude's name in there. Um, I, and, I, and I'm sure I'm sure some of his sources or some of his buddies are McGill Society people, and he was standing for them. And I get that. Um, but to hurt feelings and bad morale... What's the Justin Justin Fields is friends with those dudes? Yeah. There's I mean, no sister bad, goes to school here. His sister goes to school here. There's no bad morale. Now it does kind of make Tom Mars look like a liar, yeah. but whatever. And for what it's worth, again, like this is another thing that Kirby Smart does very well. 
is like the way he handled Justin Fields leaving yes. was nothing but love. Right. Frankly, the way that he handled Newman leaving yep. was nothing but love. Luke, and frankly, I suspect he had Luke Ford was maybe a little different, but right. like, but I would say that like, I guarantee you, Kirby. But he, he never hammered Luke Ford. I think he was probably more. He was upset the way that he was upset. I think somebody gave the finger to Cade Mays. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I appreciate that. So happy. I'm so, you, uh, you never miss one. that one right you up never for it. You, you swung for the fences. Oh, my like, gosh. That's to, like an inside me, fastball. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad we get, were able to Thank make you. that happen. By the way, can we talk about Adam Duvall? Yeah, we should. But not right second. We're okay. talking, yeah. yeah we're no, talking, no, that would top. be a non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I hear you. But, but I would say that was very, that was very Mike Patrick. What is going on with Brittany? What's up with Brittany, guys? Uh, but I would say, I, I would say this that, like, the uh, to me, that's what a smart coach does. Yeah. Is, like, I guarantee you, Kirby Smart is irritated by Newman making that decision. Sure. Of course of he course is. Of course he is. I like, but what, where, where does he win by grousing about That's it? what smart coaches do. Like, that's what, like, like, that's what, frankly, smart people do, particularly in situations where everybody else is losing their head about stuff. I, I'm to, to me, I think spoke very well. And this is a drink moment, but that's, that's one of the things that come through um, about smart in Seth Emerson's book. Uh, you should go buy it. Yes. But the, I, it, I am going to uh, now that I've gotten my copy because he never actually sent me an early one. As I made sure to trash it, um, I felt bad for his editor. His editor sent me a direct message on Twitter, be like, "You know, we can send you one." But I was like, "You know, I already pre-ordered it." And he just kind of like, "All right, well, uh, thanks for making this look like dicks." And okay. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you can send me one." I'm not saying I did or didn't get a yeah. copy, but it's really good. Yeah, I pre-ordered and, it. I pre-ordered. Yeah, um, I'm in the I'm in the uh, I'm in the acknowledgement. You page. are in the acknowledgement. Um, so the, the, I, think, I think the thing you see from Kirby, which is something that Seth actually talks about, but that is a segue here, is that um, he's always thinking big picture. He's always thinking recruiting. Always thinking big picture and always thinking recruiting. And the part about that that is important to remember with any of these players leaving is um, he, uh, he actually he spent some time talking about uh, who was it that, that, that went to leave um, and go to South Florida. Was it Brinny? Or, was it Devod Wilson? No, no, there's been like 16 or 17. It doesn't matter. It's like just like the whole, like, talking about his, the way he approached transfers and like when it benefited him or didn't and um, that he maybe have learned over, over like just being like, okay, you know what? It's fine. Go, go where you need to. Right. Um, you saw that with the statement about Newman. Because Will's right. It's got to be, a, he's got to be pissed, frankly, about it, right? Because it's something outside his control and there's something that those coaches want more than anything else and that is control. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, frankly, he's probably getting really sick of Florida bros and those people being like, oh, they screwed up the field situation. Mm-hmm. Here uh, comes another one. Like, yeah, by the way, by the way, um, there's nothing that's going to motivate him like Florida bros. I can't, <laughs> God, God, please let us make it that game. Let us make it to that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we had some game times announced. I think it's worth uh, yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's you have them memorized? It's Scott Raffles' paper There's while we play four, Arkansas four at 430. Games? There are four games that have um, yes. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. Arkansas 430, Auburn at four. 4. 4. Auburn at 330. Uh, 7.30. Auburn's late? Oh, that's right. Auburn's at, at 7.30. I didn't realize Auburn was 7.30. What's the uh, date on that? 10.3. Uh, 3. Uh, Alabama's at 8 p.m., as I today. predicted. Mm-hmm. And then 3. I'm, I'm not bragging. It's just like, I mean, I. It was kind of a. My dog figured that yeah. out. Yeah. And then um, Florida at three thirty, which again, that's one of those things you figure right. out. No, uh, no game time for Tennessee, which that's interesting. Um, well, those that's just gonna be a that's gonna be a twelve day pick or eleven or thirteen day pick. Um, 
I, I'm fine with playing Arkansas at four. I'm actually glad we're on the road that first game. Um, Me too. It feel, actually, it feel, is there something weird about like agreed a, a new quarterback? Yeah, a, a, a new a new offensive coordinator. You know, getting the habit of traveling, whatever that looks also, like. Also, just world. like the vibe. Like I'm not like I'd like to have a week of SEC football without the game being at Sanford. Like yeah. just to yeah. like get used to the idea. Yeah. Feel what it's going to be like. See some of the things that are going to go on in yeah. other schools. Like, like imagine if the first game of the year was Alabama at Sanford. I was scared to death. O'clock. I was scared to death that first game was yeah. going to be Alabama at Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm curious to see what it's like. Like, I know that there's no formal tailgating. I am curious to see what. I'm very curious to see what happens. But I think you'll get an idea of what happened by having a week of SEC games yeah. before it actually gets there. Yeah. Sorry. I no, no, no. It's, it's a great point. I'm, I'm glad we're on the road. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we. We what do you think about the the Pittman part? Um, I, I, that's that's a narrative. That's narrative. I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, like, save it. The save an assistant narrative. It's a narrative. Uh, every every coach wants to beat the other coach. It's like the it Jim Cheney narrative last year. You right. saw how that worked out, right? The Jim Cheney narrative. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like suddenly Georgia wants to win. What? <laughs> this seems <laughs> now what? they're fired up. <laughs> um, so you know, I think I, I think the one cool part about it is like you know. Um, uh, is it, if Georgia's winning by if Georgia's winning by forty five in the third quarter, yeah, those philosophy grad students are playing. Um, but that's, I mean, I think that's where that comes about. Um, uh, you know, you, it wouldn't be surprising at all if um, if the philosophy grad students play against a team, let's say like Florida. Um, Kirby's going to radio up to the booth and tell. Monken to go tell the Florida coaches, "Hey, we're putting our scrubs in now because we're feeling sorry for you because he he's not he's not going to intentionally like piss on someone, but he's going to make sure they know that he is uh, he's being magnanimous." Yeah. Um, how how is uh, Arkansas's uh, stable? I mean, they were trash the past couple of years. Are they still not going to be back? Uh, like, no, is that, oh, no, gosh, that's nothing no. to worry about. I mean, it's reboot time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like year negative one. Yeah, okay. So, what do you I think mean, the spread will be on that? Uh, it's been released. I don't remember what it is, but it's like, like I feel like Vanderbilt. Lot. If Vanderbilt and Arkansas play on a neutral field, I guess is everything a neutral field now? Um, <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like Vanderbilt might be favored. Ooh, I don't know. Vanderbilt's got. They've got some. Uh, that's, that's that's a very interesting philosophical conversation. Yeah. Um, so the the thing that, and we'll talk more about this when we get a little closer to the game. But the thing that, about Arkansas is that. Um, what what they were left with um, before before Chad Morris came was not at all what Chad Morris needed to run his offense and frankly the defense he wanted to run uh, or any defense for that matter because <laughs> just it was not a great was situation. that the wait uh, North Texas last year did that crazy that fake all, that punt crazy punt return right yeah, right, yeah. Right. okay. Right. That was amazing. Um, I mean, it's kind of cheating, but it's an awesome. It is now. I think they yeah, ruled it It's it an up. awesome kind of cheating. Yeah. yeah, by the way, a team that if it's, listen to me. Southern Mississippi, UAB, UAB. Either one of y'all want to do something like that, you're my new favorite team. And um, <laughs> so what What Arkansas is facing is like Chad Morris came in, did not recruit. Not only did he not recruit for what he could get at Arkansas, but he also tried to recruit players that to run his system and didn't do a great job of that. And there's also some structural stuff there. I don't know whether – I mean, he definitely lost the team. I mean, they went, what, 2-10 and 10 maybe? Or did they go over? I, don't know what I was. think they lost to Colorado State. Yeah, it wasn't a great. It they went over the SEC. They were, they're two years now over. Um, I think I think Pittman stands a chance of putting them in a position to eventually be back in the middle of the SEC West Pack. The, the problem with that is, as good as the teams are, that's still probably fourth, three and five. Yeah. 
right? I mean, three and five is the middle of the SEC West Pack. Oh, I was um, actually picking the middle. No, right, but that's four, three and five could be fourth place when you have to play LSU, Alabama, Auburn, and Texas A&M. And that's another thing that we're going to have to consider about for this year, right, is the idea of five and five for a lot of teams is going to be a massive, massive breakthrough this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, that's not going to be Arkansas this year. No, 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 no. no. But, like, like, if Missouri is five and five this year, they should feel like <laughs> Drink they, which might get a raise. Yeah. <laughs> They've got Alabama and LSU. Yeah, but that also means they've done they've done some heavy lifting. I mean, honestly, Missouri, if Missouri goes four and six, it yeah. should be considered pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean that means they beat Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and two other teams, yeah. right? So who are the other teams are going to beat? Tennessee. God, please let that happen. <laughs> so um, um, I'm curious. Um, do we want to talk a little bit more now that we we've talked about Newman's decision? Uh-huh. Should we talk about? Uh, I mean, Daniels has still not officially been cleared, right? I think it's worth talking about who the quarterback might be. Yeah. Right? Um, so if you read the tea leaves or whatever it is you want to read, everybody likes Mathis a lot. He He's only been cleared four months, guys. I was going to say, he, I mean, frankly. He had brain surgery. I was going to say, talk about someone that's got some pre-existing conditions. Like, brain that's surgery. That's a dangerous situation. Um, so, I mean, let's, let's, look at, let's look at very rationally and coldly. Our quarterback options are a guy that literally has knee blowout 367 days ago. The second guy had brain surgery 15 months ago. And beloved, by the way. Like yeah, sure. very, much, very much loved. The, the other guy, the last time he played meaningful snaps was in junior college. And then the, other, the, the fourth guy who's on scholarship, um, the last game, meaningful game he played was in, in high school. Um, and then Jason Priestley, who was an extra in a Hollywood Access and tapes or something. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, the Sharknado guy. Not the Sharknado That's guy. the curly-haired guy. Yeah, uh, the curly hair guy. So, I mean, but that does it, and, and a lot of people are going to make some hay out of that. Um, I will say that going out and getting Daniels seem, makes Kirby seem like the smartest guy in the room right this second. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've talked with my, my, my friends at Southern Cal, and they, they say he, look, look, that game he blew his knee out. He was 25 of 34, right? He had 230-something yards, uh, 240-something yards. He had one TD, one touchdown. Um, How many years has it been since he was not only the number one quarterback in the country, but like the transcendent recruit? Two years ago, like literally, like it's weird to think that, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was the the number one pro style quarterback the same year that Justin Fields was the number one um, um, dual threat, right? So, I mean, (laughs) look, we're not we're not getting a guy that doesn't have tools. I mean, but. If, if, if you think about what we've seen out of quarterbacks that are valued by Georgia coaches, DeJuan Mathis checks all those boxes, right? Beloved by the team, a leader, a guy that's fought back, uh, a guy that can throw the ball a mile. He also, what year is I think he's six foot six. He is a, I guess he's a redshirt sophomore now, yeah, so. right? Yeah, um, he's super tall. I don't know. Was last year his freshman year? I don't know. It's been so long. Maybe last year was. His He's been year. here two years because he threw a pass He's or he caught a, a touchdown pass. At least a he caught a touchdown pass in a G Day game. Yeah, all you people yelling that, that yelled at Seth about the book. Um, you're it, yelling at me for not. It is us. my viewpoint that one of the best gifts you can give any podcast listener is a moment where they yell at. The oh host. sure, Jim Woods no. really good at uh, <laughs> we yelling. Are, we are here for you guys. <laughs> Uh, By the way, is it not extraordinarily humid and hot? Out here? This weekend is supposed to be so awesome. It'd be nice. <laughs> okay. Also, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. That's amazing. 
Yeah, last year Mathis was a freshman. He's the, he's the horse guy. I was waiting for him to chime in. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm so bummed. I can't go. Although I have to say that I heard the best idea about the Kentucky Derby I've heard ever. It's like they should put actual horses horses in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Cardboard cutouts or just no actual horses? They can't get COVID. <laughs> I would watch that, dude. Yeah, just Saturday, have them roaming around. It's going to be a big day for Tony because I'm going to be I'm going to be at the lake with my parents. We're going to be smoking meat. There's going to be college football. There's going to be, of course, bourbon. And there's going to be horse racing. The, the start of the Kentucky Derby gets pushed back a little bit more. If I remember it was like 5.30. Yeah, now no, it's, like it's 7. Now. It's going to run at dark one day. Yeah. It's just, it is. Are there going to be people there? No. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh. Not at all. Uh, and then, because this is what we talked about when they were all the postponements of all the sports. Yeah. It was like, wow, if we can make it to like August and September and October, it's going to be amazing. Right. There's going to be, there's going to be Kentucky Derby and all these sports. And, and apparently, like, you golf people have things happening, apparently. It's coming up. And, yeah, the Tour uh, Championships next week, right? So, well, yeah, and then the Masters. Week. I thought the U.S. Open was the week after Labor Day, right? They were, uh, the Tour Championships. No, Tour Championships this weekend. I think U.S. Yeah, Open the US is Open's weekend, next weekend. Right? That's crazy. It's they so they canceled the British Open. Yeah. And then the Masters is the same weekend as Georgia-Tennessee. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to watch people stand by and themselves they and have, close and and after the ball and go chase it. After the Masters, I think at it's, like 6 o'clock is uh, LSU-Alabama. It's the true. It's the truest social distancing game. <laughs> it's true. I, uh, tennis. Tennis is an excellent social distancing game. There's I a lot of, oh! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of breathing and yelling. Yeah. I played a bunch of golf during this, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it because I got to get out of the house some. Um, oh yeah, I hear you, man. But um, so you know, thinking about the uh, thinking about what, what's going on at quarterback. Who do you, who do you guys think's going to start the first game? Who, who takes the first? I snap think it's going to be Dwan Mathis. I, I I tend to agree with Scott. I, I think it's going to be Mathis. Um, wow. I, I, I think even if Daniels is clear, that's a harder question for me to answer. But he's not cleared yet. Right. If he's cleared, who's the start? Who takes the first? Step? If he's cleared, it's fifty-fifty to me. Okay. Um, is like we we live in a weird world, which gets to one of the points you were talking about a minute ago. It's like, and we'll, I assume we're going to do some sort of predictions. I mean, we're going to have uh, we're going to have we're gonna have a draft next Wednesday for our, yeah. our fancy league, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I have subscribed to Matt Millen's uh, draft uh, draft. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, wild. Work. There's an NFL game a week from today, right? Well, it's and there are some fans. Game. You can go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to have fans. Why would I go to Jacksonville? They got pools. If you want to go, you can get the pool. Why would I go to Jacksonville? Well, you wouldn't. But if you, but if you really desperately wanted to see a football game in person, you'd oh, be able to do that. That stadium. Is the Sunbelt playing? The Sunbelt is the Sunbelt playing? Yeah, yeah. Georgia, yeah, Georgia Southern. State is Georgia State having a schedule? I was wondering if I would like go to the old Turner Field. They're not playing Kansas State. State, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, so yeah, I got a I, I think part of what I think part of what. Um, it's hard for me to answer that question is that I don't have enough information. I haven't read enough information to know how Daniels is progressing in in the system, right? Because, I mean, Mathis has been here, right? Mathis has been with Monken in the Zoom meetings. And he's been with um, he's been with the team, and he has that rapport. And that is something we've seen that Kirby Smart likes. It does not feel like a very Kirby Smart move to be like, yeah, let's see what this guy's got. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like no. that does not seem very much his style at all. No, the only I think if Daniel starts against Arkansas, he's the starter for the season unless he gets hurt. If Mathis starts for the season, is it possible is that it, yeah, Daniel yeah. gets cleared and starts? Sure. I guarantee um, you, if Mathis starts the season, everyone and Daniels is clear but not starting. Literally every single incomplete pass he throws is going to put be, Daniels in. Yeah, 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 I get that. Um, he's, he's like, yeah, he's like the. Yeah. 
But, but that does get to a point you were talking about, and uh, we will make predictions, I assume, at some point in the very near future. The teams with the most depth are the ones that are best poised right now to do well. Um, I am, because I'm, I'm glad it's not last year. I mean, and, and I say that I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know, say I that. I kind of missed last year. Right I, now. Well, oh, you I mean don't for football. I don't say that tongue in cheek. <laughs> last year seems wonderful. I don't say that. I don't say the tongue in cheek. I'll say that blah, yes. like, like being blasé. But I mean, our quarterback room last year was Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that other guy. I mean, it was it was Stetson Bennett. But um, and Jake Fromm in a year where frankly Jake Fromm was not that sharp. Right. We remember not that LSU bad, game, but not sharp. And people were just clamoring for him to come out of the game at halftime, and they stuck with him. To be fair, that was just so miserable. I feel like. Were, were you there? Uh, the the SC championship. Yeah, you were. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking about the the Jake Fromm game in oh, Baton Rouge yeah, yeah, when he yeah. was so bad. We were there. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, shoot, man. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I just kind of the point is, is that like, I think you may be right about Matt, but I don't know. I mean, like, if if Daniels is cleared. If there's a team for him to get some kinks out a little bit, <laughs> yeah. I feel it's like Arkansas. Arkansas is probably that team. I mean, Georgia's been given a gift. We talked about this in our, yeah. our schedule podcast. I mean, uh, frankly, I think the SEC, it's hard. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this, but it's hard not to look at the schedule and think the SEC didn't go like, okay, yeah. we, uh, we have an opportunity to get at least two teams in the college football playoff, and here's the best way. Here's the path for that. I don't know. That Auburn-Tennessee-Bama stretch is tough. Well, sure, we got to play them all anyway. Yeah. No, but it's been good not to see like Missouri second look, game. Look, if you if you yeah, wanna... but see, I almost want one like the the bad the bad schedule. I think is if that's how the season started, right? Mm-hmm. Those three games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you get a, a a bat crack game, right? I was convinced a we were going to start with game. Alabama, right? Let's let's just come out. Let's get that game. Right. Let's right. let's build that. Let, yeah, we're going to play know this gonna game with this season, but we're going to get this. We're going to have the game and the game that starts the season. The officially gets us all back. Right. So yeah. kind of like how the NFL does, they have a you know their Super Bowl champion. Or who's the, playing next week? It's a uh, Houston, Kansas City. Yeah, Houston. Houston was not. Didn't they Super blow Bowl. the lead in the playoffs versus Kansas City? Yeah, and they <laughs> traded away DeAndre Hopkins to my Cardinals. Um, or they have but David Johnson. They do it to John John, John Foster. Uh, John Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I just I, I'm I'm very happy about playing Arkansas. Um, I, you know, the, the, uh, there was some there was some shuffling along the offensive line, uh, and we can get into that later. But I think it is. Uh, it's interesting. We we have some freshmen that are stepping up, especially on the line. Um, Who is it? Condon that we yeah, heard a lot of good stuff yeah. out of. Um, and then Broderick Jones looks like he's going to be back, uh, which I'm happy with. Tate Rathledge. Like right now, look right. You know, if you, I am, I, I I am happy for Jamie Newman to do exactly what he wants to do, but I'm not freaked out about no. him leaving. I'll freak out if LeCount does it. I'll freak out if Jordan Davis does it. I'll freak out if Trey Hill does it. Um, and, and I don't say that to in, in any way to disparage Jamie Newman. I say that to say that um, right now, it looks like Georgia's defense is going to be the anchor of the team. Um, we need the offense to be better than it was last year. Clearly, we do if we if we want to take that next step. Um, and clearly, it was acknowledged that that was something that they needed to do. Right. It's clearly not <laughs> something they need to do. Let's not forget how much discussion we had about this. In the before time, yeah, yeah. the idea yeah, like, the are they going to make a move? Are they going to do something? And he waited, and he waited, and he waited, and then he he struck. Then the trigger was pulled. Yes. Uh, he folded up the chair like Cade Mays' dad. Except for he <laughs> kept his t- uh, finger. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of how how happy are you? Or what? No, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe you're not happy, but the fact that he's not 
eligible. I look. I am. I have. You can count on one hand. You can count <laughs> the on, reasons that Tony is happy. About you can it. count on one pinky finger the number of players that I am actually happy is getting denied by the NCAA. Yeah. You can count on one hand, and there's four reasons. There yeah. are four reasons, and Cade Mason's dad can count them. So, um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's it's almost like Junior being back in the SEC. It's good to this have is, these things. Guys, like this, this is like this is the This is what we right? missed. This is what we've missed. Yeah. It's yeah. like this. This, we've we've yeah. we've done thirty minutes or however long it is. We have not talked about Mike Leach. We have not yeah. talked about Lane Kiffin. <laughs> That's true, right? These these jokers are gonna be coaching in the SEC this year. It's so amazing. It's and, so amazing. You know, and we can have this as we get closer to the games of like how much stock you take into this year, how much you like. I, I mean, to me, like the, I wouldn't say the nightmare scenario. I feel like the ultimate. Well, I, this is definitely because I want to do later, so I want to. This is a teaser for uh, for the listeners. Um, at some point, I do want to have the long discussion with Tony of uh, watching this of all the seasons to watch the sunrise um, the, after they win the <laughs> national championship. How bright is this? Is it the maximum level of brightness of sunrise? If they I win mean, it if this everything year, we've gone through. Like and. I, and again, I've said this before. I'm going to use my Cardinal example again. But in 2006, when the Cardinals won the World Series, it was a lousy team, and they didn't deserve it to win. But when they won, it was glorious and incredible. But when they won in 2011, and they deserved it, it was amazing. Then I was able to look back at 2006 and be like, okay, that was actually kind yep, of right. not but the, great. But the part of 2006 is like, holy shit. We won a we won a World Series. We had no business winning. Right, I, I agree. It's like found money. I know. Yes, but I can also vouch that every single person you're like, wow, I was really excited when we won in 2006. They're like, your team stunk. They didn't deserve to do it. Like, that, like but nobody does that in 2011. In 2011, right. you won. You did something amazing. Everybody saw it. You clearly earned it. It wasn't because the Tigers made errors in every game. To me, that is the the thing is if Georgia wins the national championship this year, this is a discussion I want to have in our first in our final pregame podcast. But again, this is my teaser: is I obviously want them to do it, and it will be great if it happens, and I prefer it to it not happening. But it is worth noting that we will get very we will claim that we won't care, but we will get nope. very tired yes. very quickly of people saying it's not legitimate. I know so. Well, I mean, LSU fans still lie. They still hung the banner that year they lost to Arkansas and Kentucky. That's so, true. But um, they also had to all the major conferences playing. Well, they did. They the, did. Uh, and um, importantly, they were not. They were unbeaten in regulation. <laughs> but so yeah, so those it is. It is fun to talk about this stuff, and I I certainly hope I did not come across as a downer. When I was talking about no. the college football stuff, because no. I think these are just important things to keep in mind. Yeah. that the world is larger than just college football. It is. It does not change the fact that I will be enjoying watching college football, and I'm excited and frankly in a better mood than I've been all week uh, talking about this stuff. So, did y'all but, put in for tickets? You put in for tickets? I did. Yeah, yeah. I put yeah. in for Max tickets yeah. because yeah. thinking that you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I was encouraged when it, when they said only fifty percent had. Uh, I guess re-up, submitted, right? Right. and that surprised me. Is there an opt out? Like, if, can you opt out and still get your spot back the next year? I think at this point you got to buy your tickets. Um, well, we they were already purchased. They were no, purchased. Saying, in yeah, April. if you opt out, you keep your spot. But you had to opt out two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh yeah, that's, 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 right. Yeah, there was an opt out. Yeah, there was an opt. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you kept your spot if yeah. you opted out. Right. But that could be an advantage for people that did not. What was the number? Did you said that opted out? Fifty percent. So That's more than I would because have when that I is, that is when that I is. opted in and I was reading the you know there's four home games I, I told my wife I was like 
I'm thinking I might get four right. tickets to, to Vanderbilt, right, right, and that's right. it. But now maybe I get two games. I mean, you know, you're not going to get more than four tickets. I, I also think it's possible that they give, they will do like a second chance for some of you. Not, right. uh, not, not me. But some also, of some of these tickets are going to go on the open market. Like, I, I don't. I'm not. They'll be some. It's digital. Be I mean, you could do it on if StubHub. Oh well, they, yeah, they'll go on StubHub aftermarket. Yeah. But they, right. they won't. I don't think. I don't. Oh no, I don't think all, this. I don't think the school is going to put them out. Yeah, because I think I think they will go back to the donors and say, okay, you have a, shan- a chance. Oh, to buy yeah. a second No, game. to yep. be clear, yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that they're gonna they'll, they'll be yeah. on StubHub because someone else. Or they'll give more tickets. You'll have, if you really, really, really want to go to a game this year. And I'm willing to pay go. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for and for what it's worth, for all you know, I know. I think I'm maybe known as like the scaredy cat guy that's worth, but like I'll I'll go. Oh yeah. I still I still want to see. I still want to see how it goes. Yeah. But I think you're right. I I I have I have progressed from I ain't going up in there yeah. to I'm seriously considering a world where I could go. Well, you I went to go see Tenant. If I could sit in a movie theater for yeah, two and a half hours, yeah, you went saw Tenant, right? I I mean, it'd be hypocritical for me not to go to a movie. Well, you know, I remember when all this started. Uh, what was it? I don't want to get to your thing, but it's it's not top shelf. Okay, uh, it's still Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it's still good, okay. but it's not. It's yeah. definitely not top shelf. I'd probably enjoy it. Um, well, Bush isn't in it, so <laughs> yeah. Bush is known for its performance. Little crashes. That was the last concert I went to. Yeah, that's sad. I missed three years. We ago. need to get to a concert. Dude, actually, well, possible. might have been no. Well, who was it? The L King. I saw her at the Georgia oh, Theater. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah, great. I got And then I'm uh, so mad I missed the Georgia, uh, the the drive-by trucker show. Yeah, everybody's everybody's all regretting all sorts of stuff like this right now. So anyway, Scott has uh, uniform talk. I I do. Yeah, hundredth anniversary jerseys. That too. Yeah, I have trivia. We'll start with trivia. Okay, cool. How about that? All right. Um, missed, uh, missed it by pinky. So I've got uh, five trivia questions here. This all has to do with this season's schedule in Georgia and Arkansas and things like that. So, Will and Tony, the last time Georgia started a season after Labor Day was? On Labor Day or after Labor Day? After Labor Day. Huh. Hmm. Um, Was there a natural disaster at some point? I don't think so. No, no. There was a year where Labor Day was the First, and the the schedule fell. It was like it's fairly recent, like the past fifteen years, like oh six with oh six. Am I way off? Well, I mean, okay, maybe put it this way: past the first week of September. Oh, past the first week of September. Yeah, you know, because oh. Labor Day is tricky because it changes. It's kind of like Thanksgiving. Nineteen fifty four. It was nineteen eighty nine. Okay, they play. They started the season on September sixteenth. And they won fifteen to three versus Baylor here in Athens. Huh? Yeah. I was at. I was in college. I was in that at that game. You were. How was it? Late. Huh? How was it? I mean, Baylor sucks. Yeah. All right. Question number two. I the, have no idea. I was a senior in college. The last time Georgia. Okay. The last time Georgia started two consecutive seasons on the road because this will be the second consecutive season they've opened on the road. We're not. We're not counting neutral site games. No, I'm counting away from Athens. How about that? So yeah. So they okay. could be neutral right. site. Correct. Two uh, consecutive seasons away from Athens. Was it? Was their second road game? Uh, was the second game after Boise State a road game? I think it was ten and eleven. That's incorrect. Okay. It was uh, between 1952 and 1958. I am surprised. They played, because I went and 
I went and looked in all the, and y'all can y'all can fact check me. Um, they opened in '52. They were at Vandy, and then they were at Villanova in '53, at Florida State in '54, at and Atlanta versus Ole Miss, then back to Vandy, then in Atlanta in '57 playing Texas. And then at Austin playing Texas. Were they Texas. putting lights in the stadium? I was going to say, was I there don't know. Going? There must have been something going that on. Was a, but yeah, that was the last time they consecutively opened the, the season. You know, with conference realignment, you've lost the Georgia-Villanova rivalry. Right. And it really is a shame. Yeah. It really is a shame. <laughs> and well, also playing... Strong, there's a strong Georgia-Philadelphia connection yeah, with Jack Bowerly and... With no Sean Marino. No, Sean. That's it. And that's both of them. That we got it all. We uh, covered it. Speaking of uh, of uh, putting in money for tickets, I did my full maximum donation for college basketball this year. I'm going under the presumption that they will not be any fans in the stadium, but I am showing my showing your love, showing my dedication. So they better not kick me out for you. So, so I, I've told this before. You're on record. I'm on record. I gave my full donation plus. They encourage you to do 110 percent. For basketball every year, and I do that. Every, and I did that. Yeah, I have no belief that I will be watching any basketball games in person this year. But that shows. So I have long argued that one of the mistakes the University of Georgia would make would be give the good basketball tickets to football season ticket own- owners. And hopefully, this is a sign that uh, of my dedication to the Georgia basketball program because they're also going to be very bad this if year. If you're going to put, <laughs> if you're going to put, any, if you're going to put anybody close to the the uh, floor. Put the students. Put the students. Yeah, put the. Oh, I would give up my spot for a student. I ain't giving up for some football dude. Or those seats. Those you, you sit in front of the president of the of the uh, alumni association. Those two. Those seats are safe. <laughs> All right. The last time Georgia started a season this late. Uh, nineteen. Like at, at on September twenty sixth or oh. later. Oh wow. Oh. It's uh, happened. A nineteen eighteen. They didn't play that year. That's no, then 1919. Uh, no. 1941. Close. 1946. Yeah, I wonder if it was war related. Oh, Georgia uh, played on September year. 27th. They beat Clemson 35 to 12, and they won the national championship that year. Right. Uh, last uh, last trivia question. The last time Georgia. This is the one that uh, Kevin Mays can't count to. <laughs> <laughs> it's because there's five. Uh, and he's from Tennessee. The last time Georgia began their season on September 26th. No idea, dude. This trivia is ridiculous. It's hard. I didn't say it was easy. Thirty-six. I mean, that's you, correct. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm yeah. serious. You just decided whatever Will said. You're just no. Nineteen thirty-six. <laughs> Georgia Shit. beat Mercer fifteen to six and out. Talk about yeah. a blind hog. Uh, interesting an fact about that game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this is a did you know? Uh, Will obviously does. Yeah. Um, did you know that Georgia beat Arkansas twenty-four to fifteen on December 29, nineteen ninety-one, in the Ind- Independence I Bowl? I do know that. Arkansas was a member of the Southwestern Conference. They were. And then they beat Arkansas ten months later in Fayetteville, and Arkansas was a member of the SEC. Right. I was at neither of those games. Yeah. All right. Do you want uniforms or rules? I, obviously, I, I I don't want uniforms, but let's get it. Are out they of the way. even like are, 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 like uniforms discussions in this economy? This like come on, I like, would, are we are we rule discussion in this? Yeah, no, that's yeah. like you know. And for the record, I tweeted that I was going to be talking about uniforms and got quite a bit of reaction. It's, of people people are very desperate. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But we'll, we'll zoom through these. I'm going to title this uniform. I'm assuming slinging Pat Willis kid into a truck buckle is still not legal. <laughs> I, I mean, it should be. It's legal in Atlanta. 
Um, and we're going to talk about Georgia Tech. Um, but I'm going to call this uniforms and such. And such, okay. Yeah, kind of like how uh, Willie Nelson, one of the greatest lines is, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys, let them be doctors, lawyers, and, and such. such. Yeah. I get a kick out of that every time I hear it. He was stoned out of his gore when he wrote that. <laughs> I mean, everything. But. If you ever look, I found that, I always look for calming pandemic things. Yeah. The Willie Nelson uh, uh, Spotify channel yeah, it's, is really it's good strong. for the soul. Yeah, it is. In a God, lot of ways. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Florida State, all you Florida State uh, listeners, the fans have been clamoring for a return to the white numbers for the past six years, and they're going to get it. They've been gold. They're going to be white this year. Thanks, Jimbo. Uh, Georgia Tech, I said we were going to mention Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had one of the NCAA's worst turf fields in the 90s. You remember that? It was like domed. It was was like, yeah. And uh, they went to grass. Well, they're going back to field turf this year so they've ripped out all the grass and they're doing that because they have limited practice space on rose bowl field and so they're going to be able to practice at the stadium and well also waffle house coffee kills grass so we met him we did meet him we took a picture with him i thought it was interesting he stood on his tippy toes to take a picture with us does not (laughs) bode well for his height uh louisville they are going with a black helmet Okay. A black face mask and also a black cardinal outline. So you're basically not even going to be able to see it. Yeah. So, by the way, speaking of Louisville, yeah. uh, this is interesting. That's fine. It's an interesting pandemic thing. You saw that some of their, their fall athletes, volleyball players, uh, soccer players, whatever, hosted a party which caused an outbreak and they kicked all those players off their teams and out of school. Wow. I mean,. I wish yeah. George, University of Georgia was doing stuff like that. Well, I mean, they're not athletes, so. Yeah. Right. But still. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, Syracuse, do you know what's going on up there? Syracuse. I mean, there's uh, massive there's still, protests going on there. They're still right? cleaning up from the LSU game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. they, uh, <laughs> they got rid of the puffy inflatable roof. Why? They are putting a real roof on the carrier dome this Why? year. Why? Is it done? Like, is it finished? They said it'll be done by the time that they yeah. have a home game. They actually have one. Which means first snow. They play at Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech hosts them. No, they play at – Georgia Tech plays at Syracuse the third week of the season. So you, you brought us something about Georgia State. Would you – I mean, would you go to, like, a Georgia Tech game to go to one or a Georgia State game to go to one? I mean, Georgia State, clearly you would, but – I mean, yes. To would honest. you go to Clemson? I don't know what Clemson's thing is, but, like, again, you know, I, I – at a certain level – like, if you're outside and you keep your distance from people, sure. I feel like I feel like I am very diligent about this. I'm. I don't necessarily think you should do these things because not everybody is as diligent and anal retentive about this as I am. But my personal health on these things, I feel like it's different than what they, people should do. Like if I like you, if I were near Birmingham, I would have gone to the UAB game. Just so, like, it's a curious thing to see right. what it would right. be like. Right. Like, I'm, I'm also a sports journalist. It's everything that would be a good thing to write about. But, like, so, the, like, I feel like at a certain level, part of my job is to, like, I, I don't think I'm really being a very good sports journalist if I just, like, no, everything is Zoom now. Okay. Everything is Zoom. And, I, like, at a certain level, I feel like if I've got the opportunity nice to go see for things, Jay Marriott. I should go to, yeah, but, no, it hasn't. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say that at a certain level, um, yeah, I, I personally... What I think, what I am, the amount of risk that I am comfortable absorbing is different than what I think is the actual right thing for 
other because because I know that like I'm I'm just really really careful right. in general life. So like the I will be really careful of one of these games. Yeah. Whereas if, but and and therefore and I, what I kind of discovered from going to see Tenet, which is not a great movie, but I was able to get lost in the movie and I wasn't good. sure I'd be able. Which to is do what that. you wanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, you know, the interesting part about it to me is I, and I've not talked with Adair, Adair about this, but there was a part of me that thought if I go on the aftermarket and find a Georgia Tennessee ticket, I mean, a Georgia Alabama ticket, it's possible I go. I, I, I mean, part of it is I'm, I'm not really excited about going over there if, if I'm going to be, you know, seven of 25,000 Alabama fans no. walking out of that stadium after <laughs> the game. But the other part is like, I've never been to Tuscaloosa, um, and also to go to an 8 p.m. CBS kickoff there yeah. during this. Well, it'd be 7 p.m. there. <clears throat> That's yeah, true. I can just drive back and uh, <laughs> just cut friends, yourself an friends, hour. friends. I cannot drive back, and uh, so I, it's just it's interesting because I had not given thought until recently of going to a game. Yeah. Other look, we're not ta- look. The reason I don't go to other games is I tailgate. I host a tailgate on. Um, I love college football, and in a theoretical world, I would go to a random Texas game. I would go to a random Nebraska game to say I went, right? Because we're not likely to pay Nebraska soon, but it's an iconic college football place to go participate. Um, But I don't because I I host a tailgate, and frankly, I'd rather be in Athens than anywhere else in the world on a game day. But if, if, if I'm not tailgating and I'm also not going to that Georgia game, I'd consider it. I would too, to be honest. Like yeah. I, I, I don't feel like, and also again, we are going to look back at 2020 for the rest of our lives, and our children are going to look at it for the rest of our lives. I kind of feel like I want to absorb a lot of stuff and see, and like, what is it like? Yeah. To like, I've been to two baseball games. Yeah. Like what it's like to be in a baseball game, and for the record, one thing that 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 truest truest park. Truest Park. I want a few people that have been to a game at Truest Park. I, I want to know yeah. what happens like for the the baseballs, like a foul ball. What if you got got one? I mean, what's the value of that? Because nobody's I, getting them. I, well, because generally speaking, they've got staff that goes and grabs them. Mm. But like one thing I like because I went to the game in Cincinnati. They sanitize the them like game. I do the hot dogs in the concession stand. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, but uh, uh, I feel like uh, someone's got to try. Um, who knows where the vaccine will you come hold from? Them here. Um, and, but what, uh, the game I went to Cincinnati was very uncomfortable. One thing that Truist is doing that I kind of like is I, for example, as uh, someone in the press box, the press box at Truist Park is basically in center field. Like you, if you, the, those seats in center field that are in the upper upper deck, yeah. the pr- press box is right below that. So you walk into the press box, but you can also walk around the area. I uh, I could uh, getting a press pass. I could go sit in the stands and watch the game, which oh, I wow. was not allowed to do in Cincinnati. And to me is. Like it's just, how much I, fun was that? I, I mean, I watched awesome. the last two innings of the game, and it was it was that doubleheader against the Yankees. That yeah, they swept that. What's his name? Anderson was incredible in that first right. game. Yeah, and I mean, it was just again there were no fans there, but like I also was not sitting at a computer with a. Ma- I had my mask on, but I wasn't like sitting in like a press box and doing like just to like I put my feet up on a chair and just like watched two innings of baseball in a park where there were. 15 people in the stands and 11 of them were people that play on one of the two teams it was a really nice experience and like I know that's not what going to a college football game would be like but I feel like anytime like this is an unusual time in every possible way I'm curious to see I was very tip- I UAB is not playing at Legion Field after this year right and so <clears throat> if there were ever a time who knows what's going to even happen to Legion Field uh-huh. 
after this year. If there were ever a time, well, they're to gonna put go- Bondo on it. And have <laughs> yeah. more names there. Uh, yeah. uh, like, uh, like if there were ever a time to go to a UAB football game, this feels like the time to do it, right? Oh, that's and- a hell of an idea, man. So you bring up an interesting point because you have spent you, – you, you've written a lot because you were in New York on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, we have somebody we know very – I'm close friends with. Right. You know well. Yep. Uh, Greg Trevor, who was in – he was the uh, public – he was the director of media for the Trade, the trade Authority, yeah. uh, New York Port, Port Authority. Authority. Uh, he was in the North Tower. Yeah. He was a lot that closer day, than I was. That day. A lot closer than and, I was. And uh, so that's real to some people, but – I mean – 2020 is going to be like that to our I kids, always right? thought I always thought uh, not only on 9-11 but for a decade plus afterwards that this would be the thing that like someday my kids would read about 9-11 and be like wait mommy and daddy were in oh New yeah York no my kids my kids have had that question uh, I no longer feel that way I feel like this is much bigger than that oh it is I agree uh, and, I and like, I'm glad you feel that yeah, way because I feel like this is much, like again to be fair I was 25 years old yeah and so like I had just gotten to New York so I, mean, I had not gotten any of my crap together at all. So like I basically just I mean the joke about he always asks me like what'd you guys do in the year what'd you guys do after nine eleven like we all just drank for three years like yeah. it was just there was just a post traumatic thing of just being there uh, and now but see it's different now because I'm an adult now and I like I'm not in 2001 being there I was thinking about me mm-hmm. and about my stuff and like what how this is affecting me and so therefore I could be like very morose and self-indulgent about the whole thing now I'm not the only guy that matters anymore and so to me that's actually made this situation a lot more stressful than 9-11 was because I was a nobody that wasn't really doing anything interesting and therefore could just <laughs> concentrate all my stuff on that now I got a family I got a job I got a, I got I got my my parents are here like you know for me this is a much much more stressful situation than September 11th because I have obligations and people that count on me now yeah. and uh, if I crapped out and fell apart in 2001 like uh, another drunk rider in the gutter <laughs> in New York City who cares well and it's interesting because you know uh, I'm a little older than I'm a little older than you, so you know my kind of my timeline was the space shuttle, yeah. and then the first war in Iraq. Yeah. And what then, grade were you at when the when the space shuttle crashed? I was senior in high school. I was senior in high school. I was, I high was school. ten. Yeah, when the Challenger crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I you know actually, we were home from school on a snow day. Be, you know, there's a Netflix show coming out. Uh, yeah, on I, can't wait, in, I can't wait. I can't wait. Two weeks. So I saw it happen live as a ten year old. We too. because they rolled them out there for the teachers. Yeah. Well, I did too as a senior in high school because I was. Um, as a senior, I was. Uh, I, I, it doesn't really matter why. I was. I just basically had gone up to the office. Huge, huge space shuttle fan. I was like, I'm gonna go up and I'm just gonna go up and watch. Uh, and my one of my closest friends in the world, John Dupont, and I. Uh, did he used to be on 960? He did. He did. Okay. Yeah. He, he and I were roommates then. So, um, so he um, he and I went and watched, and when it blew up, we were like. We gotta do something. So we went to the principal and said, uh, "Mr. Bennett, this just happened. We think we should lower the flag to half mass." So he and I went out and actually literally lowered the flag to half mass, like two minutes after it happened. Wow. And I just remember the briskness of that day and just like how cold it was. So yeah. So and then of course it was the it was the first Iraq War, um, and then you know this nine eleven was was the next kind of. I mean, I thought I, thing, I, it right? didn't even occur to me. That I would ever live through something that was bigger than 9-11. Like, I just... Yeah, I just, and, I never, and you don't when it happens, right? And, because but this, this is, I mean, again, 
I've made it this far. We'll see what happens in November. But like, this is the biggest thing that I have ever. I. It's hard to imagine something bigger in my lifetime living uh, than this. So, so kind of not only that it's happening. It's happening in an election year, and all that that stirs up, and all of that. And I, and I, and you, everybody knows where I feel on this, but like the fact that it's happening in an election year has added a level of insanity to this whole thing. And and it's it's you know, to me the larger thing is just that like, like this is this is the old joke about Gen X, right? This is what I've always joked about Gen X is that like we're the ones that are getting hit this on both ends. Yeah, I'm worried about the mental health of my children, and I'm worried about the physical health of my parents. Yeah, and. So y'all are y'all are kind of the bottom of the Gen X. I'm at the top, right? I, I I'm I think it's I think it goes to what years? I think is it's like seventy nine or eighty. I right. think you could still okay. be a, a Gen 66, X. Sixty six, sixty seven. Yeah, to you're like the first. You're like I, the I'm first. I'm real early in yeah. Gen X. I always have very Gen X. I'm seventy five. I was born. Yeah. You're you're seventy six. Seventy six. Yeah. So and kind of where I was going with this is like, I'm fifty two, right? So. Uh, you think about World War II as being a similar moment in American history that those four years or five years. Three and a half years, um, so those folks lived through the Spanish American War, World War One, the the stock market stock market crash in twelve, the Spanish flu, stock, the Great Depression, World War One. By the time they were my age, and I'm saying like I've had like a spatial exploding, which was big, but not awful. I, mean, I remember when the OJ verdict happened, I thought that oh, yeah. was right. the biggest thing such a big deal. And, it's, it's in, and I didn't mean to take us down this well, rabbit I, hole. I would say, that, I would say the different, the, to give us some credit for what we're going through as a harder thing, um, on 9-11, um, everyone was together. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, a, and that's that a fantastic point, Will. Yeah, it was, a, it was right a unifying now. moment. Yeah, like that's not what's happening. I remember in the midst of that day, at the end of the day, because it's hard to tell. I think I've told this story before, but the next day I didn't get to sleep that night. And the next day I went downstairs and went to work. I worked at the, at the doctor's office, and there was a uh, uh, a copy of the New York Times uh, sitting in the lobby of the apartment building. I oh, was in. iconic! And, right. But I was like, but I looked and I was like, oh man, it feels like they would have made a bigger deal out of that story because it wasn't even the front page because it was yesterday's paper. Oh, I delivered the paper, but like that's how little sleep I had and how much I drank that night, and because um, I was twenty five. Um, but more to the point, like that, I remember that night realizing, wow, this is a really big thing. Remember when everyone sang God Bless America, all the Congress all went together mm-hmm. and sang like together? Yeah. Like, can you imagine anything like that happening right no. now? And to me, that has added a level of stress to this that is yeah. so much worse than 9-11. Because like, obviously that was a terrible thing. And listen, I did not for, jo- vote for George W. Bush either time, but like for crying out loud, like when he came in and he had the and he had the the bullhorn and he threw out the pitch. This is why I find it very frustrating when people try to do revisionist stuff and they're like, like how could they have let like people that hate that that don't like how the Iraq War turned out. Yeah, and turned out against George W. Bush. They act as if like everyone in two thousand one, like how this this work. We hate this guy. Like I cheered him when he threw out that first pitch. I cheered him when he when he when he had the bullhorn and like. People like people like me who have voted for Democrats their entire life and did not like George W. Bush were cheering and rooting for him, uh, and, and it was a unified thing. And that's just not what's happening right now. And uh, for many reasons, I'd argue one big one, but um, uh, certainly that I think has made this uniquely difficult. Is the idea that not only are we going through this massive trauma. 
We're not actually going to do it together. We can't do it together. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're not actually doing it I mean, it but together. that's one of the reasons why we yeah. have had, on a regular basis, we've had Wayne and Tiffany out to the house for socially distanced drinks, right? Um, we have made a point of going to Pubble Maine, right? We sit outside. We have drinks. We have dinner. It's because, I guess that loops back to what we talked about originally, it's like it's the closest thing to normal we can get. Yeah. And we need that. My kids need that. And, Will, I... I feel terrible. I don't know what I would do right now if my kids were not getting that. Because um, I can't imagine my kids not getting that at 15, 14, and 12. I just can't even fathom what it would be like at your kid's age. And um, it's and hard. Whatever, they're good kids and they're holding they're up. Great like, kids. They're, like, they're not, they're, but, but, it's, I'm more worried about them than they are feeling particular worry. Right. But who knows what kind of, like, who yeah. knows what stuff is changing yeah. forever. For, like, this has been a, basically a twelfth of my youngest son's life. Because this has been going on, and so I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but the point is, I know we got to kind of go to the tangent, but like, yeah, I I do feel that the, I, I always wonder when I was like, someday my kids are going to ask me what it was like to be in New York on nine eleven. I don't think they will now. I think they'll yeah. be like, what was it like raising us during this moment in twenty twenty? And that is a remarkable and very sad thing to say. Yeah, the idea that like now nine eleven is like the other thing. That happened. Like, I mean, <laughs> in my, being in New York and I love is the other thing that happened in my yeah. life. I mean, I'm old enough to remember Jimmy Carter getting elected. I'm old enough to remember uh, Charlie. I mean, I say I remember the fall of Saigon, but what I really remember are my parents talking about it. Um, I definitely remember Hank Aaron hitting the 715th home run. Um, so those are, you know, those are important moments, but they're not like I go to my dad and, or my mom and say, hey, let's talk. Why? You know, tell me about that. I mean, I remember, I remember Reagan getting shot. Right, uh, but yeah, I remember the challenge. I'm glad you brought the Challenger thing, Scott, because the Challenger that it's funny. When he's, the, I mentioned the Netflix show that's about the Challenger. I find it very telling. There's a trailer on. Uh, you can find a trailer on YouTube for it. Literally, the first image of that. Our kids it, watching our kids yeah. are, are that AV mm-hmm. television yeah. rolled on in the cart for being able to watch it. Because I think that's that was the experience. That well, the other big difference about all these moments you've mentioned, it's it it's something that happens quickly. So to speak, and then you start healing. Yeah, that, this that is continues you rock and roll like every day. You that think you're getting better, and then you, right now, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. just keeps on going. Yeah. So hundred anniversary jerseys. Yeah, sorry, we're getting there. We're getting there. This, this is quite. We need to. You need to break the ice to bring us back to levity. Yeah. Um, maybe make a the consortium worst joke thing or something. That's ever happened to me in my life, other than nine eleven and the pandemic, are the jerseys they wore in the Boise State game. That, is that a good trend? That's I a very good one. Well I think that. I think you're going to get a bunch of claps uh, or people like uh, agreeing with you on that. So we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about Wake Forest, right? I mean, that's a that's a natural transition. Um, they used to play at BB and T Field, but SunTrust and BB and T merged. So can you guess what the name of their field is now? Is it Truist? Is it Truist? It is Truist Field at Wake Forest. At Wake Forest. Yes. By the way, that's the cutest little stadium ever. Um, my my. My, my my first wife, it didn't happen. The Archbishop Atlanta sets. <laughs> yes, yes. I was a Wake Forest grad. I, I went to a lot of football games there. I Joel, I went to a lot of basketball games. At Joel Eves Coliseum, uh, not Joel Eves, uh, Lawrence Joel Coliseum, uh, across there. I saw Hootie and the Bluefish oh. at a club there in 1991. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Hootie and the Bluefish. I saw, I, I saw both of them. <laughs> All right, uh, University of Houston. They have a new turf field, but it, uh, the cool thing about it. It allows it's made for of pinky fingers. It allows for custom designs. So there's going to be a new design for each game. What? Yes, it's like all digitally enhanced. Oh. 
Oh, like like the Hawks. Like, think yeah. about something like that. Honestly, uh, that's the most Houston thing ever. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Uh, Memphis is going to add a Black Lives Matter sticker with the M mimicking the Memphis Tiger coming out of it. So they're awesome. going to have that on the back of their helmet. Um, the Tulane Green Wave now has a seafoam blue alternate jersey, which looks terrible. Uh, the only the only reason I I'm still mad at Memphis, uh, Tulane for not having a Thursday night game uh, the year we went to LSU because we were like six blocks away. Right, <laughs> it would easily gone to that game. Uh, Notre Dame they're going to have the ACC logo on their field this year. They should. They're an ACC team now. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think they are low key. Uh, could shock Clemson this year? Mm. Who do they I open with? She... They have a cupcake to open with UCF. Really? I think so. Oh, okay. Um, right. Speaking of UCF, in between oh, UCF is in between naming rights for their stadium. Meaning, like last year, they they went off and they were they're waiting for another sponsor. <laughs> so they're, they're, oh, sorry, I keep wah, that. Wah, wah, wah. Is it still working? Are we still going? Oh, you did that on purpose, didn't you? You cut my mic. <laughs> okay, so uh, Scott's mic doesn't work now, so I'm going to talk for Scott. <laughs> no, it's working yeah, now. Good? Jersey, Jersey, I was, was going to make the joke that the stadium is now called Washington Football Team. <laughs> no, it's, it, <laughs> it's better. So they uh, they have this thing where, like in the fourth quarter, they do a thing where they, they jump around and they bounce. And they call it the Bounce House. So the stadium very, this year very Wisconsin oh, is going to be known as Bounce House Stadium. <laughs> I mean, I had a moment of inspiration. Uh, we can't go till January, though. We should go. Oh my God, we should go Camp Randall Stadium. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, to, I, I do have a, I do have a quick moment of thought about UCF. Yeah. Uh, one of the writers for the Athletic did pick them to be in the college football playoff. I saw that, dude. A tenth of their team have opted out. This is not the year to have tenth your team opt out. Just getting cute. Just getting cute. They have not announced yet. Is there any possibility? I had heard. Like, is there any possibility they do like the baseball thing? They're like, hey, this is a crazy year already. Two teams. Eight teams. I haven't heard that yet. Because they've not made a formal announcement of what they're going to do. If they if they're not going to, they can't play all the full complement of bowl games. Yeah, because there's only seven, six teams playing. They got need eighty eight teams. Yeah, though I had heard that there are serious people in charge that are trying to get the Big Ten back. They're on the one yard line to get the Big Ten season. Which one yard line are they on? (laughs) Not the not the one. Yes. That is an excellent, excellent point, Scott. Scott, Scott I can't that, top that. That was downright. Uh, I love that. I'm going to have to steal that. All right. Uh, Texas is going to rename their field to Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams Field oh. at Darrell K. Royal Stadium. Guys, we're going there in 3033. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're making it there. North, North Texas, can you name their most famous alumni? Matthew McConaughey. Joe Green. Mean Joe Green. Yeah. Right. So they are going to oh, be North wearing. Texas, sorry. They're going to be wearing Mean Joe, mean Joe Green. Green. Sorry. They're going to be wearing Mean Joe Green era 1967 throwbacks as their primary jersey. I assume the shoulder pads are bigger than my <laughs> ass. Uh, all right, now to the SEC. Uh, Alabama, they have a new over-the-top locker room. That's a quote from the place that I got this information from. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's what it says. Of course said. they do. Uh, also, um, uh, college football players are going to be wearing the number zero this year. They're allowing to have a single-digit zero, and uh, for Auburn, linebacker Owen Papo is going to be wearing number zero. 
Where did Owen Papo start his football career? Was it at Georgia? I feel like he's a transfer. Could be. Oh, we were maybe we're in the running for him. I thought he was coming here. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Do you think a linebacker with the number zero will look skinny? No, I think it'll look. I want to see like oh Jordan Davis change to zero. I'm Seventy-four years old. My life's been on this whole time. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Ole Miss. They're going to be retiring Eli Manning's number ten jersey when they play Auburn. He's going to get quite a reception. He's going to get. You think what? they would table that? Till this is, I was going to say. I feel like any sort of jersey retirement should wait until you've got some people there. Um, Tennessee. The double striping of the pants are back. No more checkerboard on the side of their pants. And they're going to be wearing black jerseys versus Kentucky, and they're auctioning those off to benefit Black Lives Matter. Good for them, And then uh, for Georgia, I was listening to 960 The Ref, I think, last Friday. You know, this is going to be their 40 for 80. They're actually starting a podcast. Jeff Dancer's hosting it. It's going to be called 40 for 80, 40 years celebrating the 1980 oh, championship. Okay. He's going to be releasing uh, new, very new things yes, every week. And uh, – there was a little maybe hint mention look for something maybe red versus Tennessee and I don't mean jerseys just saying kind of heard that potentially so uh you might, cleats now aren't you yeah talking about cleats right something uh below the jersey so just keep that in mind um could happen uh the other cool thing is they also have unearthed all of the Vince Dooley shows from 1980, and they're going to be oh, playing those. Oh, my God. Guys, I listened to those like it was my job. There were two things I listened to in 1980. Uh, Leonard's Losers and the Vince Dooley show. Absolutely, Leonard's Losers. Yeah. That's Leonard's great. Losers and a close one, Auburn. And then the Always rules. <laughs> the rules. Uh, by the way, number zero for Georgia is Darnell Washington, freshman tight end from Las Vegas. He's six foot seven. He's going to look great. Yeah, he zero. is. He's third string behind Trey McKitty. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What's Trey McKitty wearing? Uh, Not zero. Sixty nine. The, uh, the other nice. thing. The other thing uh, for college ball rules this he's year. He's just angry about Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> the number, That's why I don't watch. Oh, I can't even. Shut up. Yeah, sorry, so ahead. the 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 NCAA is trying to limit the number of players wearing duplicate jerseys. You know how that's become a thing. Uh, they're they're supposedly said that it's being capped at two players. Looking at the Georgia roster, there's probably twenty players wearing double jerseys. So. I don't know if they're going to start phasing that out, but uh, you know, that's they're a, there, go, there's only one flag on AJ Green. There's only one number nine jersey. Good. It's also worth knowing that, that we are going to have a paucity of information about Georgia football because they are giving nothing out to forwards. They're not getting any sort of t- like this is a year you're not going to get anything. Like friends, before you look at paucity on yeah. the internet, yes. it means a dearth. A dearth. Before you look up dearth on the internet, it means nothing. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to right clicking on words I don't know and it gives me the immediate yeah. definition. So not a damn the point thing. is you're not gonna get a lot of information. Not a damn thing. Like we'll be lucky to get depth charts. Uh, yeah. really for a lot of games. Yeah, I think we'll make right. our own depth charts. Yeah. I, I have one in my head. Um, Apparently, you need nine long snappers. Uh, this is sad for me. Uh, digital tickets are going to be oh, yeah. the norm, and I save all my ticket stubs. Yeah, yeah. I assume you're just going to put cell phones under a glass. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a screen grab and print it out. I get. It. I'm listen. I appreciate that. Uh, Sidelines used to be 25 to 25 where the coaches and the team gathered. Now it's going to be the 15 to the 15. Okay. So socially distanced. Keep it spread uh, out. Players uh, are going to have options of replacing their names with names or words intended to celebrate or memorialize people, events, or causes. 
wow. on the back of their jersey. That is not going to cause controversy <laughs> at all. I'm, now, I'm curious, though, because even the NBA, which a lot of people have, like, that's where they've gotten, see this, like, they had in a specific approved <laughs> list. Yeah. list of things. <laughs> I'm going to bet these schools have a approved list of things. It wasn't released. Yeah. Uh, Which I understand, for yeah. the record. Yeah, that's, that's, no. that's, yeah. that's a lot of words no. to fit on. Um, and then finally, there's no whistles for the refs this year. They're going to use like beepers or buzzers. Yeah, yeah they're going to use electronic whistles. Electronic that's whistles. the most interesting part about it to me is because um, if you watched the game the other night, there were a couple of moments where you could see guys going... <sighs> And then they like yeah, yeah, yeah. they reach down, and it was uh, I'm here for that sort of anarchy. <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of uh, one of my favorite subplots of this baseball season, or watching umpires and managers fight. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, it's no, the best. No, you're an idiot. Yeah. And oh, and, then, and what was the game? It was like a game like three weeks ago. A manager started like pirates kicking. They start kicking dirt, and like the the umpire was like. 12 feet away. <laughs> I know. It's truly amazing. Though it reminds me, though, that, like, I have a question about masks before we get going. I understand that, like, I don't understand wearing just the blue little plastic, like, the, the little blue paper mask. Right. Because they're generally too small for most people's face. And so, like, what, they are making masks, or you can wear your gaiters, so I think there's an argument about whether you can, whether or not. But, like, I like I feel like they make masks that cover faces to where you can still yell, because the fun for me has been watching these manager fights and watching the umpires and the and, and the and the managers keep putting back over their nose. Yeah. I ran into, uh, to, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, Braves putt. Uh, in the Braves uh, press box, I ran to Jeff Schultz. Oh, okay. So I talked to Schultz for a while. He's a very nice guy. And but he, I don't, I don't, one, I don't buy that. He is a very nice guy. And, um, and we made fun of, uh, of Emerson for a while. But like he has one of those masks. And so we were talking. It was nice. It was fun. But I had like a mask that covered my whole face, and so I could cover. But literally every single time he would talk, he would have to put the, <laughs> he'd have to put the mask back over his nose. I'm like, it just seems more. Just get yourself a mask right. that's big enough to cover your entire face, yeah. and therefore you don't have to worry about it falling out of your nose. It feels well, like a I mean, thing. so here's the thing. As long as the mask covers your nose hole and your mouth hole, that's what you need. Agreed. But if you talk enough to where your nose keeps popping out, you oh, need well, a bigger then, mask. Then that. You know, Jeff yeah. Schultz should. Yeah. It's not I Je- mean, it's really I've seen Jeff pictures more, of Jeff Schultz. He should have a bigger mask. It's not, it's not, I'm not <laughs> talking about I'm using it as an example. It's really more like the manager. Like, I, you see managers screaming at umpires, and like, oh, you have to keep pulling it up. Could it's you imagine like, Earl Weaver's mask oh, with the size gosh. of a catcher's mask? And to me, this is the other reason to hate Joe Madden. Joe Madden went out without a mask and yelled at, like, five umpires. And it's just like, you know, I do feel like the whistles, the electronic whistles, they're a little bit of airport theater, yeah. security theater. I feel like that's a little bit of, so we're doing question. something. We're if, doing something. That if Joe Madden were your manager, would you love him? Uh, I would have it's 10 years ago. I don't okay. think I would now. Yeah. I, I think he. So let me ask the question. Yeah. It's like, if Urban Meyer had coached at Georgia, would you love him? And I think I can honestly say the answer to that question is, screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's finish on uh, predictions for this weekend's games. Okay. Oh, okay. This is all so normal. Middle, uh, most of them will be played. There you go. There's only like six of them. Middle Tennessee State travels to Army. Army is favored by three. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, I can't bet against Army in Mikey Stadium. Army. I thought you'd say that. SMU, which, by the way, has one of the best-looking helmets out there. Go look at it. It's the D... This is, is it Dallas. Old, it, and, yeah, it's yeah. the old Craig James. Oh, it's awesome. Craig James killed. Uh, um, SMU I goes. Mean, killed a hooker. Yeah, he killed several, <laughs> I thought. SMU goes to Texas State. SMU's favored by 17. Texas State, baby. To win or cover? 
to win. Really? Outright. Give me it like it. Wow. Uh, Houston Baptist goes to North Texas. There is no line, but what would it be, or who would you pick? If, is North Texas a Methodist school? Doesn't say it on the sheet, does it? No. Uh, I guess. North you got to run with the Q-Baps. Yeah. They're good in baseball. Um, Arkansas State is at Memphis. Memphis is favored by 19. Memphis. I am curious to see this. Huh? That. So that's on the field, the, the BLM with it's the It's on their helmets. Like, on the helmets. The, the Memphis Tiger okay. kind of crawling yeah. through it. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is at UTEP. No line, but who do you got? I mean, anytime a dude plays a whole school, I'm picking the school. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, he's gonna. I mean, he's been dead for many years. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. And then on a Labor Day night, the game, the night that Georgia should have played Virginia. Yes. Instead, we get BYU at Navy. Navy is a one and a half point underdog. Um, I think. I think Navy wins this game. Um, by the way, when a, I mean, I have, 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 have you been to a, a Navy game no. at Marine Corps Stadium? No, no. it's it's amazing. Uh, but I always wanted to go to uh, to the Army game. Yeah, we're going to Army game. Yeah. So because I've been I've been to Na- a game at Navy, and uh, I'm picking <clears throat> Navy. And then uh, finally, there the place where I get all got all those lines. They had a college football playoff predictor. And they had the semifinals, and they had Clemson versus Georgia in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl is one of the semifinal that games. I mean, that's a 2-3 game? Yeah. Well, I was guess it's probably a 1-4. And then uh, the other game was Alabama-UCF. No, that means it's 2-3. Oh, Alabama's right, playing right, the one right. game in Sugar Bowl. Right, right, right. UCF so, ain't making the playoffs. I don't know. It was college football news. Yeah. It's going to be fun, by the way, to watch because – uh, my friend Matt Brown, former sports owner of Earth College, had a good piece for the Athletic last week about how um, the mindset of the way he was also on the, the podcast about this, the mindset of the top twenty-five. Yeah, because right now Ohio State and USC and all those teams. But the once the the, the way that the top twenty-five works is after that first week when they're not playing, yeah, they will be dropped from the. Yeah. Rank. By the way, I, can't, be, I can't wait I get to make a Ohio State ain't played nobody joke. <laughs> yeah. Or it's Ohio, coming. Or what? Ohio State drops from like four to out of the polls. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, they're dropping to four to three. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's funny to think that like just a bunch of teams are. And to me, I would love to. Uh, uh, we're at the end of the show now, but I'd love to at one of our next podcasts just. I think a big philosophical discussion of what this year means and how we put it in context. I'm, that's going to be an interesting discussion. Assuming, of course, we are not, in fact, on the one-yard line of the Big Ten coming back. Um, the Assuming we have the, the conversations we have now, how we put that in context, how it matters, yeah. how I'm very – I think it's a worthy conversation to have. But Had for a dollar now. for every time I thought I was on the one yard line, and uh, and you were at the other one yard line. After a date night, and I was definitely on the other one yard line. That's happened to me a lot, <laughs> oh, so many times. Yeah. I am not only on the one yard line; I don't actually have the ball. <laughs> Cannot top that, guys. All right. Well, okay. Uh, so here's the thing. Yes. Tonight felt normal. Yes, you guys call me. You, I, I know nobody's li- nobody heard this, but like yeah. I was in a dark spot when we walked. <laughs> and in. I'm glad it's, you're it's, not. It's, it's rough to be a Clark <laughs> County public school parent right now. And uh, so, so, thank I, you guys. That I was guess helpful. we have to do this again next week. 
And I'm cool uh, with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll set a time. I mean, look, we're three weeks away from Georgia playing football. It's almost like you don't go to the gym and immediately start trying to max out. You've got to work your way up to it. We can't just go into a pregame show by not podcasting in the next couple weeks. Yeah, it's it's time. It's time. We got we got to we got to talk about this regular now. So I'm just throwing that out there. Serious business. Serious Fear business. business. All right, well, gents, this was great. This was good times. We will. Uh, well, apparently, we're prepping for a season, so uh, let, let's let's see how it goes. Otherwise, hey, uh, wear a mask, get my children back to school, and uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Again, make sure you subscribe to our show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WSLS Podcast. We'll be back on the 15th of September or so with an SEC preview show. And then the week after will be an actual pregame podcast as we get ready for Georgia versus Arkansas. Until then, have a great week. Happy Labor Day. And we'll see you on campus at some point in the future, right? <laughs> and as always, go dogs.